Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us for this episode of Far From Home. I'm your host and storyteller, Eric Taylor, and we're going to jump right back in where we left off. The bridge is enormous, and it is a cluster of activity. Uh, there are tons of consoles. It looks essentially like the bridge in any Star Wars movie on like a Star Destroyer where there's just, there are a lot of people who you can't actually imagine what they're doing, but they're all there doing it. And there's the one big like rampway that people are walking around along. Not so much like there's no command chair. It's not a Star Trek movie, but it's just a bunch of people all working. Um, and as you enter, uh, a whistle kind of goes off, and the from up on that walkway, you hear the voice of Salisbury. Come on up. Let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. And you go walking up. Uh, onto that ramp and he's standing there with several other military personnel uh, and you look at him and he's looking at your waves of you know he's you're looking at all the data mm-hmm. that he sent uh And he turns and looks at all of you. So, there's nothing here anymore except for whatever that log buoy is. Yes, sir. So where did it go? We're... We don't know. I mean... Yeah. Hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. What's the log buoy? It's where all of the data and the recordings and the logs of the crew of a ship are kept. We haven't been able to interface with that one yet, and we haven't gotten close enough to bring it in. And... I'm not sure we're going to be the ones who do. I think the Exodus will. But. Huh. I don't know who's left it yet. But it's one of ours. It's definitely given off a coalition signature. Is it something Roberto could have done? 
don't think so. He would have had to launch it. In order to get that out here intact, he'd have had to launch it weeks ago. So, I don't know. Because the gravity waves are just gone, but so are the ships. We still have no contact with them. Any of them? Not the three that went this way. So we're on our own. I mean, the rest of the Evangelist Wing is with us. Just the wing that we were shadowing. Just gone. Yeah. Why, why did you call me up here? To show you this. And he walks over to a small console and sits you down. And there's a video of coalition forces finding the house that you'd grown up in in New York they approach very cautiously and you hear chatter that chatter indicates that there are life signs heat signatures in that house a lot of them way more than should be in that house. You see that the house is in bad shape. New York wasn't destroyed in the tidal wave, but the quakes and stuff did a lot of damage. And you watch kind of this time lapse as they move into the house and start to clear room by room. And what occurs is an armed conflict with Earth First. But with no losses, and as far as you are made aware, no deaths on the Earth First side, they eventually reach the room, and you recognize in the camera the face of your cousin.
We got him. And in that house, there was enough explosives. You're telling us where he was, it looks like if it hadn't been for the North America earthquake thing, he had several more targets in mind. And he turns and he holds out his hand to Lori. Thank you. She offers hers back. And he shakes your hand. There's something else. And he pulls up a digital file. These are scans of a journal that they found in the nightstand of the master bedroom. You recognize the handwriting as your cousin's. I've had these sent to your personal directory, which is a phrase that doesn't mean anything to Lori at the time, but stands out quite a bit to Charlie as a statement. Because they prove that you're innocent. Thank you. Welcome aboard, Vasquez. You're going to have to pull your weight, so you better be able to tell us what the hell it is you can do. Because at least for now, you're a civilian. At least until you and your new buddy Murphy get through basic again. Tell him that... Just tell him that the loop thing didn't work. I'll tell him. Also, he watched like the next two episodes without you. We'll start sparring immediately. No. You keep that for basic. You got 16 weeks of hell to go through. Because your drill sergeant is me. And he turns and, and he looks back at you and he says, and the thing about it is, Vasquez... You punch this one, A, I'll punch you back, but B, you ain't got no place to go, no place to run this time. You'll face the consequences of your actions, you won't just get sent home on a plane. Wouldn't have it any other way. 
Murphy's a good man. And he personally vouched for you in the report. Don't let him down. And he turns and he looks at Charlie. Show her how to get to Shady Oaks. Will do. Thank you, sir. Send that program up here so we can monitor for that gravity distortion. Mm -hmm. And tell Miss Whitby thank you. I will. With this thing that she's written, we'll definitely be more equipped to see what's coming. And as you walk out, you see sitting on a chair kind of in the back Governor Tearsy and she just kind of nods to you Lori Lori nods back and you guys make your way to Shady Oaks Nyla and Coral as you are planting a variety of vastly more medicinally things in Nyla's backyard. Coral, you got most of the vegetables and the the more florally botanicals and the herbs. Nyla's are all super interesting plants that you can't recognize because you don't know the difference between seeds, but also because she keeps using the really long scientific name rather than just telling you what it is. So, like, eventually, like, when carrots sprout, you're going to be like, why didn't you just say it was a carrot? But that's a while from now. Um, you hear voices in the street, because I imagine Charlie and Lori have at least talked some on the way back. Probably not constantly, but you guys were kind of buddies in basic, and... She still owes me money for... I don't owe you money. I'm sure you got to win it back. Anila and Coral, you guys can give me a notice roll. Four. Ten. So, Coral, you hear the voices. But then you also see Nyla's head just whip up. And she just like thrusts her spade down into the soil and just turns and like you're kind of super impressed as she like somewhat vaults but like catches her like gardener jacket on the little white picket fence as she tries to, like, find the alley, not remembering that these are row houses and it would have been faster to, like, go through the house than try and go through other people's backyards. So she clears her backyard and then the person next to her is and the person next to her is and finds her way out of the alley and comes out behind Charlie and Lori. And you see Charlie, but Charlie could be anybody but you have watched Lori leave to go home a number of times in such a fashion that that rear silhouette is 
burned in your memory forever. And she's walking side by side with someone, probably Charlie, based on the voice, but that's not super relevant in this moment to you. Laurie. From behind you, you get a moment of like possible slight irritation because you're like, why didn't you just take me to her house? Because it seems like she might have come out of a house behind you, like Charlie doesn't know where he's going. Laurie just turns and opens her arms. Nyla just runs and throws her arms around her and just gives her the deepest kiss. Give me an athletics roll. <laughs> roll for kiss? <laughs> roll for level of emotion, late hour and all the stress. Can you run and not fall flat on your face? Am I rolling to resist this? <laughs> I think you need to roll a straight athletics check to not get bowled over, but that will be based upon what happens with Nyla's roll. Okay. Nyla, what did you roll? A two. All right. So, as you run, a couple of things happen. A, you're super overcome with emotion. There's like tears in your eyes. You're not paying a whole ton of attention. You haven't really run on this road before. There's this really strange skybox thing going on that's disorienting for a minute. But also, you remember when you caught your coat on like the white picket fence? There's like a little flap of it that's like hanging because you tore it. And as you run, you like step on it. And then your other foot tangles in it. And Lori, you just watch as Nyla just... Can I catch her? Give me an athletics roll. To see. But for our listening audience, it was the... Because I remember we have one of those now. And I have to describe some of those physical actions. Five. I'm going to spend a GM bay to make you re-roll that because this is funnier. But it's still giving you player agency because I'll only spend one, as we know. Three. So essentially the way this is going to narrate out then. She catches her foot snag. So actually the way it works is she starts to run. Charlie has stepped on the tassel and so it's like this uh, and she kind of turns and she just sort of stumbles and she goes down and laurie you go to catch her and your hands touch each other like you're able to catch her hand and she gets so like and then she connects with the pavement ouch that gotta hurt are you okay 
Nyla? Lori? Picking her up. Mm -hmm. Did she okay. land on her face? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just super expected. <laughs> Proceed as narrated, though. Biggest, deepest kiss. Yes, blood nose. But hey, still happens. Oh, she doesn't have a bloody nose or anything. It's one of those, like... Pfft. Oh, okay. Ugh. Like, she's, like, dazed and not quite with it. A random passerby might have questions about, like, consent based upon the expression on her face at first, but anybody around knows better. They proved I'm innocent. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta do something about this jacket. Coral, at this point you've probably come out oh. into through the front and been like What is happening? Yeah, and at first you probably just heard her yelling, Nyla, where'd you go? Why'd you leave before you see her coming? And around? you look and you see like Nyla's like pushed up on one arm, like the other arm wrapped around Lori, who's like knelt down next to her because it was more important that they embrace and kiss than it was for Nyla to actually get up. So Nyla's in sort of that like. Weird yoga pose position. So Does she look she's... like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's see. From where she's like laying, sitting in Lori's arm, she's like got a hand like on Lori's front of Lori's shirt, just holding on really tightly. And she looks over at Coral. She's like, "Hey, Lori, they prove Lori innocent." And she's like trying to just like come back to her senses. Are you okay? She she didn't hit you, did she? No, I didn't hit her. <laughs> her nose. Well, I've heard you. You can see there's like a bruise like on her nose. It's not bleeding, but it's like bruised. So it definitely looks kind of like that was a possibility. I've heard you're really good at punching. Coral. Look at you. I fell. Okay. It's a true story, Coral. It was quite funny if I had my camera out. Well, maybe we should take her in and get some ice for her nose. Let's mm -hmm. do that. Okay. You make your way inside of Coral's house. And you locate some, you synthesize some ice for Nyla's nose. So they proved you were innocent. 
So mm-hmm. now you don't have to stay in the brig anymore. Where are you going to be staying? I kind of nudge over to Carl. They're probably going to live together. Oh, that's nice. We'll be neighbors then. Flint and I live in this house. And Nyla, and now you, you live next door. Oh, that's nice. We just got done planting your garden. Mostly. We have a garden? We have a garden. Of course we have a garden. Um, And she's just sitting there kind of like squeezing Lori's hand just very lightly over and over. But then she stops and kind of gets this really sad look on her face. Did you see? Did you see what happened on Earth? Yeah. Your mom's dad's. Everybody lost people. I'm sorry. Roberta was going to... They were going to... There was going to be more. They were going to do more. Not just the ones. Not the the ships that exploded on takeoff. They all had stowaways. How how did they prove you were innocent then? Kept a journal. They said it would be in my personal directory. Oh, I can show you how to get that. Which is also another one of those, like, that makes... That means a lot to the three of you. I mean, Lori already knows that she's been welcomed aboard, but like that is direct confirmation because they would not have given her one if she weren't like now crew rather than just released convict. You're a a crew member? Sixteen weeks of boot camp. They have that on the ship? Oh no. No, no, they don't. But I get sixteen weeks of boot camp.
then I guess I'm joining the military. So yeah, I'm a crew member. You're a crew member. This housing is pretty spectacular. I helped. They wanted people to be comfortable. It's going to be a really long trip. Minimum of forever now? Well, we are supposed to be trying to find habitable planets, so maybe not forever, but you can never tell how long that will take, so. Yeah. Would Nyla have ever mentioned to Laurie uh, how paranoid Coral is? Nope. (laughs) I don't know that book club would have really brought out that side of That's not a thing that would have been something she was aware of. Well, in that case, the next thing out of Laurie's mouth is... So... All the uh, ships that exploded had stowaways, but Roberto didn't know that I was on this one. So he, they, they didn't spare this one because they knew you were on it. There, there could be another stowaway and Oh, I need to make some tea. We're going to blow up and die after all. Coral, no. Mm. Yeah, get some tea. Tea is the answer to blowing up and dying? Chamomile tea is. Chamomile with some white sage in it, and it's warm and comforting and breathing exercises. I'm with you on the breathing exercises. Ever tried meditation? I find it hard to clear my mind. Yeah. It's like it just keeps running around in little circles. But I have tried it. It probably won't matter because we're going to blow up and die soon. Hey, no, uh, uh, it's, it's going to be fine. You know, Lori is really great at meditation. She could probably give you some pointers, right? Right, Lori? Yeah. 
I mean, if you're going to blow up and die, you may as well do it calm, right? Yeah. Should we start a meditation club? I found that everything's more fun when you're in a club. If you want. We could meet our neighbors and they could join our club. Okay. The book club, if they're more into that. Why would a book club be into meditation? No, I mean, we could give them the choice of they could join our new meditation club or they could join the book club. Or both. Would Laurie have been given back her stuff? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Just because you literally went from the bridge to here, right? Right, 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 right. Um, are they searching the ship then for another stowaway? I don't know. I would assume so. I mean, if if they know that I'm innocent, they have to be, right? Or wouldn't, if something was going to happen, wouldn't it have happened already? How did you get on the ship? How did you stow away? Roberto told me where there was a shipping yard. And I went to that place. I got in a container. How did you get out of the container? It unlocked uh, once we were out. Probably because it had stuff that we needed to get to. Maybe they're in a container that hasn't unlocked yet. We'd hope or so. They, or they just recently got out and haven't had a chance to do anything yet. That's it. Keep breathing. I mean, or... Or they're out and have realized that it's not worth it. Or they're in a food shipping container and there's no point. It's comfy. I have regrets. How did you... How did you survive leaving the planet? literally meditation and hope okay you can't worry after the fact yes i can yes it's totally possible mm-hmm
It's done. Okay. Wow. Got on my ship and you survived leaving the planet in a shipping container. You are a force to be reckoned with. I don't know if we've met. Hi, I'm Lori and I'm stubborn. Yeah. And as you all stand there, having this moderately tender moment, just out of earshot, as you're all standing in the living room, being very wrapped up in one another and the specialness that is this moment, there is a soft beeping from the console in the office. As beyond your hearing, Coral's program detects a spike in gravity. Thank you for joining us for this chapter of Far From Home. Please consider checking out patreon.com slash respite as we are entirely fan-supported. Now, on behalf of Chantel B., Sarah, Katie, and Jeff, I've been Eric Taylor. Good night, good luck, stay safe, stay healthy, love one another, and we'll catch you all next time. Bye, everyone. This game references the Savage Worlds game system available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Content Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings and unique characters, locations, and characters, logos, and trademarks are copyrights of Pinnacle Entertainment Group.